0: Big Joe and Carl Carafel here on the j Podcast. What is going on, Carl? Not much. So, the original plan here for this week, for this episode of the j Podcast, we were originally going to do a paranormal uh, talk, but we have some unfinished business with some wrestling turnbuckle talk here, Carl. We do. Yes, we do. Now, the first big one that I want to tackle is, uh, it, it's, it's a big one, just like I just said. Now, and this has to do with Mr. Roman Reigns. With who? Roman Reigns.
1: Okay, again, who?
0: Roman Reigns. Uh, are you oh! Having, are you having
1: trouble hearing me? That Empire whatever uh, guy yes. thing.
0: Okay. the Empire guy thing. This isn't Star Wars. This is WWE here now. Okay. Come on now. All right, so... Every t- single attempt has been made to try and get this man over with the crowd, whether it be as a heel, whether it be as a baby face. I mean, everything has been attempted here. Uh, I mean, with some of the best names of the industry here. You know, John Cena, you know, do you, know, you try and do some shield stuff? I mean, every single person, whether it be Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, all these people, and he just can't get over the crowd. Who? <laughs> it's just who. Who? Exactly, right?
1: right? Who? Like... Who who yeah. who is Roman Reigns?
0: Yeah, see, and I'm just thinking that he can't hear me, but I mean, he's sitting like three feet away from where I'm sitting. So, but you're right.
1: Every every single attempt has been made mm-hmm. to try to get this guy over, yep. and still, it's like
0: who? Now, before we get to you know the part of this that I want to really kind of delve into, why why can't Roman get over the audience? What's what's your personal uh, Thought or opinion on just why this guy can't get over with the crowd, whether it's as a babyface or whether it's as a heel. Why can't he get over with the crowd, in your opinion?
1: I honestly don't know. Like, that's something that I've been struggling with is for it, a long time. Is it something time. that
0: he's doing? Is it something that the WWE is doing? Is it something that Vince is doing? Is it. Uh... It's obviously got to be something that he's doing because
1: <clears throat> Vince and the WWE have made every attempt. <laughs> To make this guy relevant. Yeah.
0: Could it be just a, a, a simple matter of the fact that maybe he's just not there at the right time? I don't think so. Because, uh, I mean, you could take, uh, like, for example, let's take the big one. Let's take Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. I think if he would have showed up in, in the company at some other time, I don't think that that would have gone over as well as it did. That That's an example of the right guy. With the right right gimmick, with the right character, right at the exact right time.
1: But I kind of have to disagree with you. Okay. Because Stone Cold, or Steve Austin, Mm -hmm. made Stone Cold. He didn't come in as Stone Cold. No. He came in as this white guy, blonde hair. The ringmaster. Wearing black trunks, as first in WCW, WCW. as nothing. Yep. Right? And then came to the WWE. Yep. As the ringmaster, ringmaster yep. he, stone cold took what he had inside of him that he knew that he could do, mm-hmm. and then from there, built himself right. And I think that so. Maybe it is kind mm. of WWE's fault mm-hmm. for not allowing Roman Reigns to maybe come into his own, yeah. Maybe it's Roman Reigns' fault for not going to WWE and saying. This isn't working.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's what I need to bring forward because this is who I am.
0: Should he go as far as, say, what CM Punk has done when he was still part of the company? Uh, it was getting to the point where, you know, basically being on the verge of being out of the company. And now he's, for, for a while, he was the um, the World Heavyweight Championship, which was the old title brover from uh, WCW. You know, that's, that's the Ric Flair title. That's yep. the WCW the CW title that everybody thinks of, right? Yeah. And he was that champion and once he had that title i think the, the two or three times that he had it he was the champion and it was like it didn't matter it was like they the, the, you know he wasn't the main event it was uh, you know john cena and all these other people The main event where the, the champ you know should be the one that everybody was gunning for and yet he was just kind of on the wayside right and then he got to the point w- with him he was like, you know the writers were handing him stuff he would just rip it right in front of them. he was like you know what we're going to do it my way and i'm going to show you that i can work is is that something that roman should be doing a, and B, does he even have the capability or is, is is that something that he's in a position to actually do? I
1: don't think he's in the position to do it. I don't think that it's even something that he should do. No. I mean, it's not that it's been done, but it's been done. And I don't think that he even doing something like that can really make it work. No. I don't think that he just really has the mic skills to be able to, to do it yeah I don't know that he even has the personality to be able to do it. He just seems like a yes man.
0: Now I've said it before. you need three key elements to be successful in the business of professional wrestling. Okay? You need to have the physical presence, whether it's in the ring or whether it's on on the microphone. You need to have the character, right? You need to be able to to, to shoot promos and and, uh, and whatnot to and be able to, to speak and make yourself believable to the crowd, et cetera, et cetera. And number three, you have to have the uh, in-ring work ability. If you only have one or two pieces of that puzzle, uh, you may be successful up until a certain point, but you'll never, you know, get into legend. You'll never get to that legendary status of, you know, like a Ric Flair or like a Stone Cold Steve Austin or a Triple H or a Shawn Michaels, right? There's all those people that get just, just almost to that level, but then fall short of that because they're missing one of those key elements.
1: And I think Roman Reigns honestly could be missing two or three of those elements.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I will say I think that the in-ring work, ability, whatever you want to call it. I think that that is fine. I'll I, I say I think he's a good worker in the ring. He's getting better. It's the other stuff that I think it's in. Uh, yeah. You no, know, it, it just it, it's. Yeah, I think he's better being part of a group. I mean, being an individual character just doesn't seem to work. When he was with the shield, everybody loved all three of them. Yes. Right. And after splitting, you know, Seth and, and Dean Ambrose doing just fine. I think maybe Seth Rollins probably the best of the group. You know, uh, has been more successful, and in my opinion, has all three of those elements. Can talk on the mic with the best of them, and uh, you know, the, the physical presence is there. You know, he, he looks like a he looks like a wrestler, and the uh, in ring work is uh, pretty spectacular. Oh, hundred percent, so, it is. You know, so interesting that um, the, the WWE, namely Vince, again, you know, this keeps. You know, coming up, you know, whenever we talk about, you know, what could be possibly going on with this kind of stuff, it, it a lot of it seems to boil back to Vince, you know, making the fault, I mean, the mistake, sorry, of I think, you know, picking the wrong of the three guys to really be the face of the company. True, you know,
1: and that's so, yeah, I mean that a hundred percent. That's
0: what it comes <clears> down to, I guess. I think I think they just made the wrong choice, in my personal opinion. You know, I think I think that you know either Seth or Dean. Would have been the better choice, but you know, Roman being a big of bigger, bigger guy, you know, has the has the end. You know, he's related to the Rock and and whatnot. Uh, you know, it's, but even
1: that hasn't helped him.
0: No, I know, right? Uh, even uh, winning, the, winning the Royal Rumble with the Rock coming out. I mean, you know, if Rock can't get you over, who possibly can, right? Which kind of segues into where I'm kind of going with this here. Uh, the rumored uh, possible match for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania is Undertaker. All right. Now, can the Undertaker carry Roman through this match, number one? And can he get Roman over with the crowd? Um, Is there a way that he can do it? Undertaker, he must be able to do it, right? He has to be able to. It's the Undertaker.
1: Nobody else has been able to yet. Why would? But it's the now... Undertaker. If
0: the Undertaker can't get you over, who can? Who can?
1: In 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 this case, I I really don't think anybody. <laughs> don't know if anybody can. I I honestly don't. As as yeah. bad as it is to say, I honestly don't think that anybody can get this guy over.
0: Yep. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm just trying to think of, you know, a scenario of a match with Undertaker at WrestleMania. I mean, you know, could you make him a bad guy? Maybe get him over? I don't know. (laughs) I honestly don't know. You know, because he's played the stick of so long, you know, it's like, I'm not the good guy. I'm not the bad guy. I'm just some random dude in the middle. Right. You know, the you guy. have to be on one side or the other. Could that be a problem in itself? Is that he's like this? I don't know if I'm a good guy or a bad guy. Could you that... know what?
1: Honestly, that that had actually worked for him. I I, I have to say that that yeah. part actually kind of you know did work for him because a little bit people got behind him because you know what he he took that initiative and decided to call himself the guy <laughs> the guy right as opposed yeah. to don't don't cheer me because i'm a good guy don't boo me because i'm a bad guy yeah. just like me because i'm the guy yeah which for a bit you know people got yeah. behind it they started you know doing the whole roman empire thing yeah. that you know the broadcast team tried to get over so big mm-hmm. right and, and that's another example of just something that didn't help him get over no right yeah. So but other than that, there is nothing.
0: Yeah, I I mean we have mentioned it before, you know, not only have uh you know, some of the best wrestlers in the company not been able to get Roman over, there have been uh, random ass things that have gotten over better than Roman Reigns. Mitch, the potted plant sitting on a uh, wooden yes! barstool in the plant. Mitch yes! got over better than Roman Reigns does. He died. Uh, William the Third, the umbrella that Mister Jack Gallagher uses, oh, gets yes. over better than Roman Reigns does. Um You know we we can't forget.
1: Come on, we can't forget. Francesca. Yes. <laughs>
0: A uh, wow. one and two. Wow, you should see the levels in the recording when you did that. That was pretty amazing. And uh, yep, yeah, a uh, trumpet uh, being played, arguably uh, okay, you know, by a wrestler gets over better than Roman Reigns. I mean, the list of inanimate objects could you know just pile up, and you could just say, you know what, I like that better than Roman Reigns.
1: You know, and it happens a lot.
0: <laughs> obviously, I, I, I just I don't know when it came to uh you know deciding which guy to give the push with what is it maybe that vince saw in in this guy or you know whoever decided you know this was the guy we're going with what did they, did they see something that we don't
1: vince saw the classic
0: look the classic physique the classic look of a guy wearing uh a, a, a flak vest nobody did that right that's not that's not, but he's, cla- that's but not classic it, 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 but the size of him. He's got the classic look.
1: He's not that big a of a classic guy. size. He's, he's got big everything big. that Vince wants. He's got He's, he, he's the muscular type guy. Even mm. wearing that police vest or yeah. whatever it is that he's wearing.
0: I wish that he would have stopped doing
1: that. You can see his shoulders. You yeah. can see his arms. You can see that size yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. That's what Vince wants.
0: Okay. Uh, let's see if I can, can you continue to solve the the puzzle that is Roman Reigns. Is there something that can be done with his gimmick or his character? At this point, that can save him. No. No? <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, that's just <laughs> uh, my, my view on it, my standpoint. No, uh, I don't uh, think there is. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens at WrestleMania time. I mean, uh, this match, I mean, it hasn't been confirmed yet. It's still kind of just speculation, but I mean, um, yeah, but, I'd, you know, what else could be on the list for Undertaker for a match? At WrestleMania, I mean, the list is pretty short. People that he hasn't faced already yet, so um, <laughs> maybe
1: why not one of the newer guys? Yeah, maybe like a Baron Corbin.
0: Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin would be interesting too. Or a
1: yeah, Samoa we'll Joe, we'll which see. I mean, there's we we can talk about that afterwards if we if we get to it. But mm-hmm. Samoa Joe is now in really something else. Yeah. But like a, um, a Kevin Owens. Yeah. Right. Like some of these. Not younger guys, but guys that have been around the business for years, but are mm-hmm. still young within the WWE. They could.
0: the uh, The big one that I like to see. Um, I know there's a bit of a size mismatch there, but uh, I think it would be an intriguing match. Like Don't I say you, Sami Zayn. <laughs> uh, although I, I think that you know, you know that that could be an eventuality at some point because Sami gets overlooked for the talent that he is. Okay. Oh yeah, he does now. I think the the most intriguing one for me, and I've mentioned uh, this name to you before, when it comes to Undertaker is Finn Balor. Yep. Right. So if he can be back healthy by WrestleMania, which I mean it's been a while now, so you know maybe uh, maybe that could be some potential uh, matchup there.
1: Oh, definitely that could be, and I could see yeah, so. that because you've got Undertaker, the Dead Man, you've yes. got Finn Balor, the Demon. Yeah. It can work.
0: Yep. No, I don't know if you could. Uh, I mean, they, it all hinges, I think, on you know. Every year, it's like we get to WrestleMania time. It's like, okay, you know what? Is this going to be Undertaker's last WrestleMania? Is this going to be his last match? We just don't know, right? So,
1: it's true, but I can say uh, I don't think this is going to be the last one.
0: No, yeah, because I mean, like I said, it's it's all up to Undertaker. He has that luxury, and I've mentioned this before that he can he's going to be able to go when he wants to and how he wants to. And uh, it's going to be something. I mean, eventually, it's going to have to come to an end. We'll just see how how it happens. With uh, Finn Balor could be an interesting way to go, you know. I, I like I said, I just don't want to see Undertaker go out on a bad note or with some kind of stupid, cheesy, kind of loss type thing. Mm, so. True. All right, I think we'll shift away from Roman Reigns. I, I think uh, honestly that's something you know, it's going to keep coming up. I know, and, and as long as he's in the WWE, and you know, we'll see if maybe he can evolve as a character or something that he'll do, or maybe just kind of you know light that spark from him and then get him over finally. I mean. CM Punk was able to uh, do that with the pipe bomb, you know, you know that one moment there can uh, make or break your career. So can Roman have a moment like that? We'll see. We'll see. Um, but uh, going from there, let's talk about the upcoming WWE pay per view, which is actually your favorite pay per view of the entire year. Yes. And I would like for you to explain to our audience here why Elimination Chamber is your favorite pay per view of the year, every year.
1: I just. Well, I can't say that it's my favorite pay per view of the year. WrestleMania, obviously. You're is my no, favorite. It's your favorite
0: non WrestleMania. But it's
1: my yeah, it's my favorite non WrestleMania. It's my favorite, as they would call it, gimmick match of yeah. the year. Um just seeing that structure mm. that they have. That's intimidating. <laughs> it it is. It's, even just even just
0: <sighs> as somebody watching, let alone performing inside of it.
1: Yeah, that's 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 exactly it, right? Mm. So
0: now, it, it's uh, now for people who don't know what the Illumination chamber is. Why don't we explain a little bit of uh, now what it is? Sure. Maybe people are seeing, uh, maybe you're gonna be seeing that for the first time. Essentially, I don't know. I guess the best way you could kind of describe it, it's um, basically you have you have the ring, and you basically have you know similar. I would say you know the combination of uh, you know, like a steel cage and a hull in a cell basically together over top of the ring and. Basically, it it's, it literally goes over top of the ring. I mean, the uh, normally you have the ring and it goes down to the floor and everything. That that, that is not the case in that. It's basically all metal. You know that there. Basically, the safest place in that entire thing is inside the ring, <laughs> because e- e- everywhere else inside of that thing, it's just bad news brown. Right. So it's it's not good. I mean, there's a steel all over the place. There's you know those pods. You know, you might get speared by. Goldberg going through that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just it's a dangerous match. So, ins
1: inside the ring or inside this structure, you have the ring that's in yeah. the center, and the uh, it almost comes out like a floor mm-hmm. off of the ring, which is all steel. Yeah. And the structure itself is almost like a dome mm-hmm. that's over top of the entire ring itself. Now, in each four corners, you have a pod. The pod is then locked with somebody inside of it. And randomly, at uh, different times, you're going to have one of the pods open for another participant to come out. Mm-hmm. So six people in total in the match, and you're going to have you know, two people started out in the ring, four people, one in each pod. Yep.
0: Yeah. And
1: then it just goes from there.
0: It's essentially a, uh, an elimination... It's similar to an el- elimination match, except not everybody's starting in the ring all at the same time. So two people... And then I believe it's every couple minutes or so. You know, the next guy comes in, the next guy comes in, the next side comes, comes in. Yep. Right. And you know, to give you kind of a visual, kind of a uh, idea here, think almost uh, similar to like if you're looking at UFC octagon, similar, but it's circular with a, a round dome on top of it. To give you a bit of a, a kind of a visual idea in your mind of what this thing looks like, and uh, yeah, basically think of you know a wrestling ring inside of a jail cell. <laughs> More, more or less, right is what we're dealing with here. It's uh, got to be uh, pretty intimidating, and other, you know, the one this year. I guess this would be. I know for Bray Wyatt, it'd be his first time in there. Yep. Right. So. And whoop. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Now, I gotta wonder what the mindset of these guys is going into this thing. You know, for the first time, it's got to be a little bit scary. <laughs> right.
1: Oh, I'm sure it is. It's I mean, be. it's everybody knows that, you know, pro wrestling is predetermined. Yes, I'm cutting, you know, kayfabe here. Oh boy. But there they don't have an uh, a place where these guys can just kind of go and yep. um practice inside of yep. this cell or this chamber. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, it makes it kind of difficult to be mm-hmm. able to prepare for this match mm-hmm. because you can't just go and practice with the guys that are going to be in the ring with you no you know and i mean like you've got baron corbin you've got um um what's his name there bray wyatt and then you've got aj styles all three of them have never been in one
0: yeah and then along with miz and cena <sighs> who i'm pretty sure i know john cena's been in uh, uh probably more than a few miz i'm sure it's probably been at least one or two uh, dean ambrose i'm not uh, 100% sure about. I don't think that he has either. I think he was in one. He may have been in one, but we know Bray Wyatt and AJ Styles and Barry Corbin for sure. Now, you know that's going to be the main event match for that. Uh, John yeah. Cena, of course, uh, at the last pay-per-view, becoming the 16-time world heavyweight champion. I can't believe I'm actually seeing that, and he's tied Ric Flair's record. Now, how do you see that particular match kind of unfolding?
1: Ah uh, well, I see two guys starting it out in the ring. Yep. And then I see four people in a pod. Yeah. Each. And then I see you know randomly somebody coming out and.
0: Well, yeah, we you know. know that that's going to happen, <laughs> but uh, don't be no, so damn literal, goddamn it. Um, um, I
1: think I think honestly what we're probably going to see is Cena keeping the belt. I think so. As unfortunate as it is, I think that's probably what we're going to see. Well, uh,
0: if I were to pick, um, I would say. Bray Wyatt, it would be my first pick. I've said it more than a few times now, he is more than deserving of a title push. Uh, has done, you know, the in-ring work. Is, so he he's one of those guys, what I mentioned earlier in this episode, that has the three factors, mm-hmm. right? Got the character, got got the mic skills. Nobody would disagree with anybody on that one. Has the, the, the look, has the in ring work. He he's the complete package and is one of the best bad guys in the business right now. He one is. of the best.
1: But you gotta think right now, Bray Wyatt still has the Wyatt family, mm-hmm. who is part of the Wyatt family right now. Randy Orton. Randy Orton, who just won the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton. Right. So now the reason why I say Cena keeping the belt mm-hmm. is because I'm I can't say I'm 100% sure, but I'm probably 90% sure that we are going to see Randy Orton. John Cena again? No. We're going to see Randy Orton. Quit cutting me off and let me talk. (laughs) We're going to see Randy Orton (laughs) give his match to Bray Wyatt. Wyatt. And then we're going to see Bray Wyatt win it at WrestleMania.
0: Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that could be. Uh, I didn't think of it that way but um the way i was kind of thinking of it happening would be for Bray Wyatt to win this match and then you know it would just all revolve around you know whether you know Vince and uh, the higher ups want to you know give the bad guy a big push instead of giving it to a babyface all the time and then to you know you know, start a feud with uh, Randy Orton. Like, it all depends if they still want Orton to be part of that Wyatt family. That's the real determining factor there.
1: It is, 100%. But And it kind of looks as though it is going that way because yep. of the dissension that we're we are kind of seeing within mm-hmm. the, you know, Wyatt family right now with Luke Harper and Randy Orton kind of vying for mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt's love, I guess you could say, <laughs> is almost yep. how it feels, right? Yeah, for sure. That's where my mind started going and saying, who's going to, you know gain Bray Wyatt's love. Yep. It's going to be Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. By Randy Orton going, "This is what I give to you."
0: Yeah. Yep. We'll see how it uh, how it's going to going to going to go. We've got um it, it's was expecting to have two pay-per-views uh right before WrestleMania. We're having that and Fastlane. Mm-hmm. Um some interesting matches going to be on that Fastlane pay-per-view too that uh will be interesting uh including uh, Goldberg versus Kevin Owens for that Universal title. That's going to be uh Interesting uh, to say the least. To see how that plays out, you know, is it going to be a long, drawn-out match with Goldberg, or is Kevin Owens going to get squashed by Goldberg? <laughs> That's going to be the.
1: It's going to be. It's going to be hard, and it's going to. I'm not really vested in this matchup because I mean, <laughs> you take a look at everything that Goldberg has done to Brock Lesnar. Yep. Look at everything that Brock Lesnar did before Goldberg came back. Yep. You really can't have Goldberg go in there and do a long match. No. He's going to have to go in there. And squash him. Spear him. Win the belt. You were done. That's yep. it.
0: And my problem with that is doing that to Kevin Owens. What is the, excuse me. What's that going to do to Kevin Owens? Like, even perception-wise, character-wise, you know... You know that could potentially bury his ass if they do that kind of stuff, right? So. It
1: could, and 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 it it might not. It all depends on how long, like they let this match go. If yeah. they let this match go five minutes, with you know, um
0: not as big of a deal if it goes that.
1: Exactly right, yeah. because then there he's still going to have credibility, Kevin Owens, because yeah. he went toe to toe with Goldberg, mind you, he lost. Yeah, but. Yeah, he was able to go just that little bit longer than Brock Lesnar yeah, did.
0: A little bit longer, you know, at least more than a minute.
1: Exactly, right. Which will still yeah. give him credibility.
0: If they do this less than a minute uh, thing with him and Kevin Owens, uh, I don't see that going well.
1: I don't either. I, th-
0: I fans are going to hate it. No, but you know, you know got to keep this in mind too. How has Goldberg essentially? How has every single one of his matches played out?
1: Well, exactly that way. You know? Right?
0: Is this something that, because uh, we know it, the the whole thing with that was extremely uh, popular in WCW, right? That's literally like every Goldberg match was go out, squash the guy. Go yep. out, squash the guy. Every single time. And the Carl loved it every single time. Yep. Is that something that, that that's still relevant right now to, to do that kind of stuff? Nope. No, it isn't. Yeah. Well, and why would you say not?
1: Well, look at the caliber of people that they have and the caliber of matches that they're having nowadays. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the women are having amazing matches, uh, throwing yep. women into hell in the cell and 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 letting them do, st- you know, amazing things in the ring. Mm-hmm. That's what people want to see. They want to see this going back to when it was a, like a like a a ballet, so to speak, that was happening in the ring. You mm-hmm. could see everything. It was a fluid motion. People were you know, doing these moves, big spots were happening, stuff like that, right? That, and that's what people are looking for, especially with, you know, you got the 205 Live that they brought out. They yes. did the whole tournament for that, and that's what it was. It was a storytell. Mm-hmm. Then you had the UK Championship, again, right there. It was a beautiful storytell. That's what people are wanting to mm. see now, and that's what they're getting gripped into.
0: Now, having uh, said all that, is there room to have that one guy that just comes out and destroy... I, they did that with Lesnar. They're doing that with Braun Strowman. And,
1: and the, yeah, exactly. They're doing that with Braun Strowman. Yeah. They're letting Goldberg do that yeah. now, right? Like, I mean, it's 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 still there, but I don't think people really care.
0: Yeah. I think it's one of those things. That's, it's okay occasionally in very small doses, but I think if you were to do this thing, you know, or just like every time you come out, you know, mm-hmm. squash, 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 squash. I mean, I'm sure uh, Goldberg fans would be like, yay! You know, for the first few times, and after a while, they will be like, okay, is, does he have anything else? Exactly. You know, as, as cool as it is to see Goldberg, no denying entrance and character or anything badass, right? But you know, when it comes to the quality of the matches, there's a lot left there to be desired. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> a lot there to be desired, you know? So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. And uh, we'll see what happens with this match with him and uh, Mr. Brock Lesnar going into WrestleMania. So they're doing quite a bit with Goldberg. Now, having mentioned Brock Lesnar, this is going to be the main topic of the conversa- uh, conversation for this show. It's going to be Brock Lesnar. Specifically, you know, we we talked about this last time. We did a turnbuckle talk and some unfinished business that I meant to kind of mention. And the main reason why we're going back to the wrestling discussion for this show was the fact that Brock Lesnar getting banned from UFC for, you know, the uh, for the blood doping uh, I believe that it was, you know, let's just well, let's just say, you know, the performance enhancing stuff that he was doing and that getting banned from that and then coming over to WWE and it's like none oh, of that happened, right? Yeah. Now, how is that, you know, perceived by you know, you know, non-wrestling fans and, and wrestling fans uh, as well. Uh, you know, as this guy who was essentially cheated in MMA, and and I was come over to WWE. We don't know if he's still doing this uh, stuff. And then it's like oh, it's just acceptable.
1: I don't know. I mean, that's that's the way that it make they make it seem, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, they Vince has always never really wanted to really have that MMA portion of anything within the WWE. Mm-hmm. Now, he has had some you know, people that were MMA stars mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that and involving like Ronda Rousey and with WrestleMania. I, I get it. I understand. But that's the, those are certain yeah. people. Those are people to make others come and watch his show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> now, we don't know what the policies are for the UFC when it comes to that stuff. We don't know what the policies are in the WWE when it comes to mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. We don't know how different those two policies are. Mm-hmm.
0: So we know that WWE has a wellness policy. I mean, uh, Randy Orton, uh, Eva Marie, Adam Rose, who's no longer with the company, uh, you know, has violated this wellness policy. Uh, this deal with Brock Lesnar, wouldn't that qualify as violating the wellness policy? And why is it being overlooked? But I
1: don't know if it is or not. Right? That's the thing. And again, you have to take a look at some of the names that you mentioned there, right? Like mm-hmm. Eva Marie, who's no longer with the company, yep. right? Adam Rose, who's no longer with the company. Can people really tell me who they were,
2: mm.
1: right? But then you say Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar almost has the same type of, you know, in your house caliber name that like mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan right. does, right?
0: Yeah, so I I want to find out exactly, uh, you know, just so that, uh, you know, I'm not just talking out of my ass when it comes to this stuff. Uh, uh, But that's
1: what we do here.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) Right. So, uh, you know, one year ban from the the UFC uh, for failed uh, drug tests. Uh, Wow. I just heard Donald Trump talking. Where'd that come from? I think it was my Donald phone. Trump is everywhere. That was my that was my phone uh, going off. It's the notification sound. We'll just put that over there. We don't need any more distractions. Uh, so yeah, the one year ban uh, from the just the UFC, and I don't know if that applies to any other mixed martial arts company uh, for performance enhancing drugs. earlier this year when he uh, faced Mark Hunt, I said the name right that time. All right. So we want to find out exactly what uh, Brock was taking to to get the ban because I want to compare it up against you know, uh what happened with Eva Marie and Adam Rose and all these guys I want to yeah. f- I want to find out exactly uh what he tested positive for so that we can work off of that uh so it looks like uh, uh clomiphene and hydroxyl which is an anti anti-estrogen drug so basically like a testosterone uh essentially uh looks like the main one so basically yeah looks like that's the main one yeah huh huh so
1: but again i mean like we anti-estrogen there there are like uh you know some guys that have a higher estrogen than others yep so i mean it could be something that he has on a regular basis that Mm -hmm. we don't know right
0: yeah, I was expecting it to be something more than that, uh, but I mean that uh you know looking at that now, I mean that's just um that doesn't seem all that uh you know malicious in my opinion. You know? That's, no,
1: it doesn't seem very malicious at all. This
0: is kind of changing my whole perspective on this whole uh, topic now because I was expecting it to be like, you know, uh, something else. <laughs> You were uh, expecting
1: it to be cocaine.
0: Well, no, not uh, you know, <laughs> not, not not anything uh, ridiculous or anything like that. But uh, but yeah, uh, hmm. I know this is resulting uh, you know his opponent Mark Hunt uh, you know, suing UFC. I think suing Brock as well, right? So hmm. you know, interesting too that uh, you know it hasn't really come up in the uh, on the WWE side of it at all. Well, I'm sure Vince you know wants to. You know, and kind of keep that under wraps as well because we know that, you know, WWE doesn't have the greatest uh, track record when it comes to drug use. So um, you can definitely see why he's not saying too much about that. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that that uh, kind of changes the whole conversation I was going to have about that. Cause I was going to say, you know, you know, why is it okay for him to do this in the UFC? You know, not okay to do it in the UFC, sorry. And then, you know, to come over to WWE and just be like, oh, okay, there's guy who cheated is over here doing his thing now, and it's fine. Yeah. yeah. So it, uh, but again, I mean, take
1: a look at it on, on our second screen here. Um, you know, kind of copy, uh, what that, you know, drug is or wh- whatever it is that he had in his system, throw it into, uh, you know, our good friend Google and see exactly what it is. And uh, for all we know, this could be, uh, a steroid mm-hmm. that's just something else that's used as a um you know anti-estrogen
0: yeah for sure we'll uh we'll take a look and we'll get a bit of a description uh, on this and uh, just to uh take a look all right okay so uh clomiphene so uh, also known as clomiphene uh, is a medication used to treat infertility in women who do not ovulate okay
1: so now I think maybe our discussion needs to kind of be who <laughs> uh, is Brock Lesnar? I'm confused now. And what
0: don't we know about him? This has gone down a weird path or that her. I was not expecting. Um, hmm. Interesting. It's basically like an anti-estrogen drug, essentially. Yeah. Keep scrolling, though. Maybe... Um, <laughs> Keep on scrolling.
1: You know, maybe, maybe there's something that's in there that talks about how this others is. or how the male... Uh, population may use it
0: i'm seeing uh i'm seeing words such as vaginal ultrasound uh, okay so that doesn't apply to brock lesnar
1: rectorine pouch <laughs> uh
0: testo testosterone replacement therapy maybe uh hmm regulation Included in the world, uh, uh, is it here we go? Uh, Colomafine is included on uh, the World Anti-Doping Agency list of illegal doping agents in sport. Okay. So there we go. Now, why does this not apply to UFC or uh, I think UFC? Wow, why does this not apply to WWE?
1: That, without knowing their it's, wellness policy, it
0: must know. not be regulated the same way. Can't
2: be
1: now is there maybe a possibility that Brock Lesnar um, unbeknownst to us, has anything having to do with like breast cancer um, or a scare of it that his doctors were trying really? to right because mm-hmm. if you if you go down a little bit further there, I think it actually speaks to that. It says that it was uh, studied for treatment and prevention of breast cancer,
0: yeah, but issues with toxicology lead to. Abandonment of this uh, indication, as did the discovery of, yeah,
1: but there's really no date on that to say when that was, you know, uh, banned or or abandoned because (laughs) of the issues, right? And
0: uh, as you've mentioned to me before, you know, we have to keep in mind as well that uh, we are dealing with uh, Wikipedia, which is a source that is available for anybody to edit at any time, so we don't know if any of this information is 100% legitimate or not. Exactly. So we got to bear that in mind as well and take any of this with a grain of salt. But, uh, you know, at the very least, I mean, you know, something, you know, that's a regulated uh, thing that's prohibited still took it, you know. Now, did he do do this on purpose? You know, I mean, it's not like he probably didn't know. It's just it's... Kind Of a weird scenario, there it is, <laughs> it really is. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all confused about this now. Um, yeah, because I wasn't expecting it to be that for like anti estrogen, that was unusual. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know what else I can really say about it, you know. I it, don't either. It's uh, yeah,
1: and with that, it looks like. JK Podcast and Turbuckle Talk is done.
0: I think we're done for today because uh, I'm, I'm almost at a loss for words because that drug was not what I was expecting it to be. And I was going to go off on a whole rant about that. Now I have to kind of bite my tongue a little bit because I'm not 100% knowledgeable that, about that uh, whole... Uh, drug uh, scenario with this one in particular so i, I better do some more research before i uh, say too much about it
1: but exactly um you mm-hmm. know what we can do is on the next episode of <laughs> Turnbuckle talk we can revisit this because we sure. um you know actually know someone that is a nurse and that can Ooh. possibly yes. shed a little bit more light mm-hmm. on what exactly that drug is good call what it does and we Ooh. can take you know medical terminology books that are available within you know a household yep and research it and then possibly come back to this on our next episode of turnbuckle talk
0: yeah absolutely and i think a good way to end off here as we usually do uh when we take some time and thank some people and i think the first one that we should uh cross off the list is casey security
1: Definitely, KC Security, a mm-hmm. uh, security company within Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario.
0: Back in the Sioux now, yes.
1: Yes, they. Um, as far as I understand, um, the owner and vice president of KC Security Services will actually be in the Sioux in the next couple of days, and they will be returning here. They've actually had uh, some contracts already, mm-hmm. um, so they have been out. They have been working, which is phenomenal. Uh, which is great. And anybody that in the Sioux that needs anything when it comes to security work, um, key holding services, if somebody needs somebody just to go and watch their house for them while they're on vacation, Casey security does that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very handy service. I would think, uh, you know, keeping an eye on your place where you go on a vacation, uh, and uh, stuff like that, to you know, holding under keys for you, uh, just, you know, if you got some uh, crazy lunatic digging around your garbage bins behind your house, you know, we, they can send somebody out to check things out, make sure everything's cool for you, so.
1: Exactly, and that's what the key holding service with mm-hmm. KC Security does, they, yeah. they will hold a uh, set of keys um, for your your place, mm-hmm. so that if, you know, you, know, you get, uh, you know, the neighbor call you and say, listen, I see somebody walking around your yard, Right, then KC security services can go out there and with your permissions, uh, by having that key, they can enter into your home and mm-hmm. make sure that everything is safe and secure.
0: And if you do need any of their services, uh they can be reached here in the Susie Marie area at seven oh five nine nine eight two six one three if you need any of those uh uh deals there. And uh, right now it looks like they actually have some promotions going on a breast best price guarantee. I almost said breast. I apologize for that. Now, uh, so they will ma- basically match uh, any other company's price when it comes to alarm response, which is uh, pretty uh, pretty awesome. Valid in Sault Ste. Marie, uh, one offer per business or person, and um, they, uh, as Carl mentioned, they offer key holding services. No additional standby or monitoring fees. Only billed for callouts. So there you go. Pretty cool.
1: Which is great because a lot of other companies don't do that. They nope. bill you month to month. Yep. Uh, whether the service is used or not. Whereas with KC Security, you're only billed when they're needed.
0: That's a pretty competitive uh, uh, option to have there, you know, because if uh, you want want to be paying for stuff you're not uh, using, so you you just pay it on a case-by-case basis, I think that's pretty awesome. All right, and I think we'll thank uh, our friends in the podcasting uh, area, uh, here in the area in the Sioux. Uh, We'll start off with the MBM podcast, Moose and uh, Mike uh MBM everything RC if RC car racing is your thing, make sure and check them out on Podbean. Those guys do put on an excellent show. Make sure and check them out. Even if you're not interested, they do put on a good show. They might spark your interest and get you in, in uh in the mood for that and uh maybe make it into something you get interested in doing. So sure check, right. check them out.
1: And then we want to make sure as well that we thank our friends over at the Space, Space Jam, Jam podcast. We're talking our friends Robin and Wit, mm-hmm. and they go through. They talk everything, including but not limited to sports, pro wrestling, mm-hmm. alcohol, oh. comics, Mix. and entertainment. T-Mix. Hence the anagram for Space Jam. Ooh. Things are falling apart in here.
0: Yeah, that is a sign that uh, I think we need to wrap it up for this episode. All right, and uh, we want to thank you guys uh, for uh, joining us uh, here on the JK Podcast. Uh, thanks for uh, uh, listening on that Podbean Nap As we mentioned uh, on a previous episode, that's where the majority of you guys seem to be listening from. We do appreciate that. We're getting almost close to 100 uh, uh, listens on our podcast, and we do appreciate that. And uh, thank you for, uh, for listening. All right, we'll see you guys next time. And uh, we'll end off uh, this episode with some uh, music here. Uh, something that uh, somebody had requested happens to be we're on we did a uh, termical talk so it is appropriate we'll uh enough with a little cm punk entrance theme music a uh, living color with Cult of personality all right we'll see you guys next time thanks for joining us here and have a good one ciao
2: The constructed personality. I know your anger, I know your dreams. I've been anything you wanna be. Oh, I'm the culture personality. I like Mussolini and Kennedy. I'm the constructed personality. A cult of personality A cult of personality I'm the smartest place on TV Oh, I'm a cult of personality I explore you, still you love me We're called the of personality. We're the of personality.